You are listening to Aldrin Sampia on SAFM. It is 11 minutes after 4 o'clock. We're in conversation next with Helmut Hetman, who is a defense analyst. President Cyril Ramaphosa has hailed the work of the South African National Defense Force as the country commemorates Armed Forces Day. The day commemorates the World War I naval tragedy that claimed 116 South African troops when the SS Mendy ship sank on its way to France. An official ceremony was held earlier in Richards Bay in KwaZulu-Natal. Ramaphosa thanked the South African National Defense Force members for their commitment and contribution to development in South Africa to discuss the significance of the Armed Forces Day as well as the current state of Defence Force in South Africa. Um, Helmut is now joining us on the line. Helmut, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Before we go to the current state of our Defence Force, let's speak about um, the significance of today. Um, 616 South African troops losing their lives on the SS Mendy. Look, yeah, I mean, these were people who volunteered. They were run down, their ship was run down by actually a drunk merchant navy captain. And they maintained discipline right through to the end. So actually, although they weren't combat troops, I mean, they were backup gear and stuff. Yeah. But they, they really, in that sense, stood us proud. I mean, it sounds a bit silly coming from me living in comfort here. But that was impressive. It was a, a tragic loss. Because, I mean, hell, that's... Yeah, it's one thing to get killed in a war by in, in action. It's another thing to get killed by, by a blundering idiot. Yeah. But it happened. And I think it's it really, I think, the, the way people, a lot of us look at it, is it epitomizes all soldiers, really, who put their head on the block for their country. Yeah. They take a risk one way or the other. Some do terribly well and become great heroes and get lots of medals. Some don't. And some are in stupid accidents. Yeah, and some get boots and bicycles. That too, mm. which is not exactly exciting. Well, the same happened after, after World War Sorry, are you saying it's not a fact? No, I'm saying it is a fact. Yeah. Oh, okay. It wasn't really good. Yeah. It was not the way, not a way to do things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, in the same after World War Two again, the Labour Corps guys also weren't exactly well treated. Yeah, yeah. What uh, do you think the reason behind that is? And I also note that you say that they volunteered. Was it really uh, volunteering or was it coercing? Look, I think it was volunteering, but probably in the sense of if you've got nothing else to do now that you've got no income, then you volunteer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's into it, but you know, what, what were these options? It, it was a, a chance for some income and see something different and... A lot of people who volunteer also for combat units, for military service on the world, and they don't often expect to wind up in combat. They just see it as a chance to get out of the rough way in to go somewhere else. Yeah. And in fact, if you look at in the United States, the African-American population in the United States, service in the military was what lifted them out up into the middle class mm-hmm. because the military was an egalitarian organization. You could either do the job or you couldn't. If you could do the job, you got promoted. And people gradually began to understand that, oh, this guy's got sergeant stripes or later commission rank. Obviously, he can do the job. He may be black, but he can do the job. So he's, he's like, just like one of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was a nice vehicle to, to move up. And, uh, I mean, not just race-wise. In other countries, too, the military has been often the vehicle for the poor to, to, to improve their situation and get somewhere. But, of course, the price is when the country goes to war, you have to discriminate. Mm-hmm. And let's speak about the current state of uh, South Africa's Defence Force. And of course, as the President said earlier on today, um, put your country first. That is the call from the President. Um, What would you say the soldiers' response to something like that should be or could be, considering also on the other end as well, 
that to put your country first is not just an ideological thing, but for a soldier, you need the resources as well. Yeah, I think, quite honestly, was I serving Saudi at this point, or even the reservists at this point, I'd be tempted to say, that's great, Mr. President, and what about putting us first, too, or at least somewhere in the queue? Mm. Because now for the last 20 years, it's, the defense force has been underfunded and overstretched. Anytime anything goes wrong in a country, the first place they turn to is the defense force. Mm. Yeah, I mean, not just military-type stuff, but huge plants that don't work. Um, natural disasters, that's a normal one. Every country does it. But now guarding ESCOM, yeah. um, supporting the police. Anytime something goes wrong, go to the defense force. But anytime somebody needs to cut some of the budget somewhere, let's cut the defense budget. Mm. To the point where now the defense force has a lot of capability gaps, for instance, no maritime patrol aircraft worth mentioning, far too few ships, no airlift, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of the equipment they have is exceedingly old. You know, in the past, I've, I've challenged members of parliament to give me any member of parliament who drives to work in a car as part of the Rafael Infantry Combat Vehicle, let alone the 1946 Dakota, which they fly maritime. Um, and that, I think, you know, the president of the government that has neglected the defense force for the past two decades to tell the soldiers to put their country first, I think that's even a little bit of a sour taste. Yeah. Would you, would you say that, for instance, the... Okay, let me deal with this part first in, 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 when it comes to resources. So tomorrow it is the budget speech that will be delivered. And as you've said, we have seen um, the budget cuts relating to the money going to the Defence Force. And interestingly, though, is that um, the Speaker, the Speaker or the speaker of the National Assembly used to be the Minister of Defence, and she used to complain about these budget cuts. Do you think that having the Speaker there with, um, with her background as well that that could bring some sort of change in terms of allocation of money um, to the yes, SNDF at all? I don't think so. I mean, I, I, well, I was for 10 years from 2010 to, to recently I was in Pretoria, but before that, from 94 to 2010, I attended every defense debate in Parliament. Mm. And in every defense debate, whoever spoke on the subject of defense from all parties always asked for a defense budget, you know, a realistic defense budget, what it was supposed to do. Yeah. And nothing has ever happened. Bottom line, feeling eight, nothing has ever happened. There's all that equipment and anything happened after that. Now they don't have the money to maintain it. So I don't, and I know, I know she, when she was minister, uh, people in the Secretariat that I'm dealing with, they told me she used to fight hard for additional funding, but so did the Mr. Sassoon. Mm. Yeah, it, it brought us nowhere. And the reality now, of course, is the economy is in such a bad state that the government is going to find it difficult to find the money it needs for the social programs. Now, social programs, two things about social programs. Obviously, we need some of those programs. Our people with nothing. I mean, you can't just leave them throat. The flip side is, however, that, of course, social programs also think city votes. So politicians, all governments, all countries, not really carefully, politicians come election time, will throw money at social projects and the hell with anything else. Yeah. Uh, the, the politicians think from election to election, they think long-term. The defense force is a 20-30 year cycle. You've got to plan that far in advance. It takes a decade to bring new equipment into service and then learn how to use it properly. A final um, one. Strategic situations can change suddenly. Sure. A final one, speaking about equipment. So discussions happening around um, the size of cabinet and also the possibility of doing away with the public enterprises ministry. Do you think like a Donnell going back to the defense force um, would actually help the company or the organization as well as the defense force in general? Look, yes, it's it. I mean, at the end of the day, if the Defense Force doesn't have money to buy equipment. It doesn't help where you put them out. But uh, in a slightly more realistic situation, you get some money to start doing equipping. Then, yes, I think putting the nail back in the Defense Department, which at least understands the defense, 
Um, and the Englishman also say a bit. At the moment, we've got armed schools and acquisition agencies, and we've got to know, why do we have two boards? It used to be one. Mm. It was amalgamated on the grounds that there might be conflict of interest, which was silly because there weren't commercial companies manufacturing the stuff that the Nell does today at that point. So I think it, it would make a lot of sense to move the Nell back under arms score. But in fact, the whole DPE, uh, DPE's spread is so wide, there's no way one ministry can be expert at all those things. It's, it's just it's unviable. If we go back in a little bit in history, the original establishment of DPE, the intention was they would take the stuff enterprises, fatten them up a bit, polish them up, and sell them. Yep. The intention is not to run them forever. And, you know, one ministry cannot possibly run such wildly divergent things. I mean, Eskom and, and Donnell, for instance, and yep. the airwaves. And to mention <laughs> and the list just goes <laughs> on and on. <laughs> Helmut, thank you, you know, so much for your time. Appreciate it. Helmut Hetman there, um, defense analyst. We also apologize for the quality of that sound.